Welcome to New Kids on the Block, a podcast for newcomers who want to explore blockchains and cryptocurrencies. On this show, we discuss and dissect all things crypto for beginners and intermediate users and help them navigate their way through this fascinating yet overwhelming new space. Let's dive right in. His name was Yoda. He was a crypto boy with little coins in his hair and a snazzy suit you can see from all the way over there. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of the New Kids on the Block podcast. I'm tired of introducing you like in the lame way that we typically do. Like You are the crypto Yoda. You deserve a lot, a lot more credit than we you know, that, that I give you, you know, I, I do some nonsense in the beginning, but I, I'm just going to open with a song about your name every now and then. Is, is that cool you do? Are you good with that? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that intro, by the way. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for that recognition. I don't know whether I, I always live up to that, but I appreciate the, the sentiment regardless. You're, you're sage and wise, just like the actual Yoda and um, your name sounds like it. So we're going to go with it. Is that uh... all right? And the Copacabana, you know, everyone likes that. So I I (laughs) think, I think we're on a good, uh, you know, good kind of uh, on a roll with that. So anyway, a little bit of a kind of a switch up for us. We were going to have like a pretty interesting guest today, but, you know, we figured it's been a little bit too long. Um, Our guests couldn't make it for whatever reasons we had to kind of reschedule. Um, so we're going to do kind of a normal pod, but we do promise that we have some very interesting guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. Um, so that should be fun. I'm pretty jazzed about that. Same. And, um, well, you know, a little bit of waffle. I mean, just, just how are you doing? I mean, the market is selling off quite substantially, so I'm kind of up and down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I, here's the funny stories. Well, since we're kind of waffling here. Um, so as you know, my parents are visiting me and, uh, they've been kind of, you know, bored lately. So I'm like, Hey, why do I, why do I teach you guys how to trade crypto? So I've gotten my dad into trading, um, crypto on his phone on FTX US. So today is his first day trading. So he's been like on his phone, like almost all the time, just trading, uh, AVAX and Bitcoin on his phone. So I think so far he's he's up. So I think he's he's doing well. Yeah, I mean if he's trading AVAX, he's up because everything else is taking a pooper, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, that's I don't know why I'm surprised. I don't think anyone should be surprised that you you taught your father how to trade crypto. I mean if I my my dad's still trying to uh, to get uh, out from underwater in his Palantir bet. Because, oh gosh! You know, I know so many people are underwater in that. Yeah, because that's because that's going well. So I, uh, I mean, listen, long term, I think I talked about it last week. I try to help a, a friend of mine mm. um, set up a Coinbase account. You know, he's in his forties, doesn't know how to use online banking. Mm. Um, pay it forward, right? I mean, yeah, if, if, if we believe in the space and we believe in the technology and we believe it's a path towards financial freedom, then why shouldn't you kind of teach your loved ones that, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Although, um, I think the ironic thing is, since we're talking crypto, like the best looking chart right now in the in the entire market is the gold chart, and yep. you can just see like Peter Schiff is is foaming his mouth right now, just you know, like making fun of all the crypto people. But you know, I don't think his his days will last very long, to be honest. 
No, well, I think we should kind of maybe that kind of segues into maybe one of the first topics that we want to talk about, which is I think, you know, the great nation of Ukraine has just legalized Bitcoin today. Yeah. Which uh, I mean, it's it's huge news, but it's also very interesting news, right? Because we've been told, at least here in the U.S., and, you know, we got such great news sources here, but. Um, you know, we've been told that um, we should expect an invasion, right, from Russia, um, right, all right. that great stuff. And a lot of people suspect that's kind of been nuking the markets, right? So mm-hmm. um, it's very interesting to hear on the day that, you know, Russia uh, supposedly uh, has gone and retreated back into Siberia, um, that mm. uh, the Ukraine uh, has now passed the new law. Um, for virtual assets, um, but with more than 270 votes um, and, you know, various Bitcoin service providers and exchanges will be able to open up and start trading within that uh, within that uh, that domain. So that's pretty exciting. Right. Yeah, that that is exciting, I guess, for the folks in Ukraine who um, want to either invest um, or, or trade uh, Bitcoin um, or other crypto assets. Uh, I think it's it's funny because like geopolitically ukraine is in, is kind of in a turmoil right now and if you look across the, the globe there are various countries which are either geopolitically or economically uh, tumultuous um, and they have all happen to adopt bitcoin so it's no coincidence that you know they're doing that partially because um it's just whenever there's like a, a huge um i guess you can call it, um, um, you know, black swan event or any types of uh, economic downturn. People tend to flee to to you know those assets which can help them maintain their value. Uh, if you look at what's happening in Argentina or, or Venezuela, um, you know, super super high inflation that's going on. It's just rampaging through their country, their economy, and a lot of their citizens, you know, are opting for Bitcoin, the Bitcoin standard as they call it. And the same happened last year with um, El Salvador. Um, they are super, like the president is like a super Bitcoiner who's like trading, meme posting on Twitter every single day about Bitcoin, which is a hilarious thing in its own. But um, still, it tells you like whenever there's like conflicts, there's like um, t- economic turmoil, it's like ripe for a Bitcoin to shine. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the, the, the main people that don't like this is obviously the United States, right? Because of course. I think there's, you know, a lot of people are starting to see it as a hedge. I think particularly in the, in the like the Ukrainian, I mean, listen, there's a new story every freaking week, right? There's people coming out, you know, now now Bitcoin is legalized or they're, you know, crypto, crypto is being banned or it's being mm-hmm. you know, legalized again. And, right. you know, there's all these new use cases. I think overall it's bullish, but I think particularly in this story, it's a little bit sketchy for me. And hmm. the reason also. why, well, I will tell you, my good friend, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the reason why is because previously, like a month ago, same, the same dude, President you know, Zelensky over there, had, that, had the same bill um, that was kind of introduced. Um, hmm. This was, uh, this was not, not a month ago. This was like, it was introduced back in September. And this guy basically vetoed it. 
And he argued that the country couldn't afford to create new regulatory bodies, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. But now that Mr. Putin's knocking on the door and threatening to kind of, um, you know, unseat him mm-hmm. and put in a more pro-Russia regime within the Ukraine, suddenly now Bitcoin is approved because we want to invite new capital into the country and entrepreneurship. Huh. And it's just a I see. I see. Yeah. yeah. For me, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's, that's totally. Yeah. I, I didn't think about that angle. I mean, it's, it's entirely possible. They are trying to use this, this, this bill or, or, or Bitcoin in general to try to, I guess, go against Russia to like fend for themselves. I don't know. I mean, there could be some sort of secret, um, I don't know, funding going on. I think, I believe that's what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible. That's, that's why they, uh, this guy flip flop, flip flopped on uh, this particular issue. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I think um, if you want to look at like the silver lining of the shit cloud that's going on over there, it's that people in general want, freedom to invest the way that they want and crypto is providing that that mechanism not only is the technology you know affording all of these new use cases and you know uh, a level of freedom and anonymity from the overlords that see over our daily lives but it also um just goes to show that people in general want that right and people want right. crypto and people people and everyone go out there and buy people coin because it dropped 12 percent today all right <laughs> um i'll get off my high horse there anything else to say about ukraine um no do you think the war is going to happen i mean the invasion by russia I don't know. I think it's a lot of posturing. I I wish they would just, you know, shit or get off the pot at this point because the markets, I think, are being heavily impacted. So anyone, uh, I mean, it's a terrible thing to say because, you know, people's lives are at stake. Right. So I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to make it seem like that. But I don't also don't want to make it seem that two random guys podcasting. Um, will have any effect on the outcomes of this geopolitical situation. New, yeah. New kids on the block just crashed the market. We just crashed the market. Yeah, no. So, like, also, like, if it's going to happen and I'm being nihilistic, like, let's just have it happen already because all of the uncertainty is actually what's wrecking ec- mm. economic markets, which also has an adverse impact to a lot of people's lives, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So moving on from Ukraine, let's go to our good old, uh, well, I should say your home country, Canada. Oh, yeah, north. that's right. Yes. That's, that's where I'm from now. Yeah. Yes, you're from Canada. You're the Canadian crypto Yoda. Okay, and there's a lot of good alliteration there. So <laughs> Canada um, has similarly been going through this kind of like anti-vax related thing. Have you heard about this going on in is this the the the, tr- the Canadian truckers who were blocking the whatever the, the trade route that's, on the U.S. border? That's correct. Yeah, because Canadian truckers are such brilliant individuals that they came up <laughs> with this like spontaneous idea that oh, if we you know block the border, you know, and we'll, we're going to impact major uh, trucking routes and thus right. impact the bottom line for a bunch of people, et cetera, et cetera. So. Obviously, that's not what happened. There's probably some PACs or conservative super PACs, whatever. We're not here to talk about the legitimacy of the science behind COVID-19 and vaccines and 
mask mandates and all that stuff up in Canada. The interesting story is that there was a GoFundMe that had a substantial amount of investment um, in Bitcoin. So uh, for what they're calling the Freedom Convoy. Have you heard of this thing? Um, Not really. Educate me on that. Okay. So the Freedom Convoy is supposed to be like some kind of a, you know, wage subsidy for all of these people that are in Ottawa at the border, um, blocking the border with a bunch of giant trucks. Right. So you have this, uh, this gentleman named Greg Foss, who is a Canadian and former hedge fund manager. Um, and he's one of the key holders of Bitcoin that actually raised, uh, they, they raised close to $8 million, um, in Bitcoin, not as much as, you know, people did to buy the constitution, but a substantial amount for a bunch of lunatics hanging out on the border. See now my, my bias is bleeding and I was, I'm here to report the news folks. I'm sorry. Um, but no, yeah. Um, they have essentially caused a bunch of uproar with this donation, right? Because um, they essentially cannot track, obviously, where that money came from when it was donated via Bitcoin. So a bunch of the Canadian legislature has actually blocked certain parties from donating to this GoFundMe and others um, have been frozen in general. Um, during this whole thing. So it's it's kind of caused, I want to say, one of the bigger, more recent um, governance slash, you know, uh, financial related stipulations around how Bitcoin is used, which I think mm-hmm. is a particularly interesting story, right? Yeah. Um, they've identified some of that and some of the sourcing right now, according to the laws that they have in Canada, as an illegal activity. I'm curious what you what you think about yeah. all that. I, yeah, I was following a little bit on that story. I think I saw the um, the statement um, Justin Trudeau made. Um, you know, in regard to it's like a like sort of emergency act where they're basically authorizing uh, the legal seizure or, or frozen of those accounts. You know, basically. He did it specifically for this, uh, for this purpose, just yep. so that they cannot, you know, people cannot funnel money into the, into the protesters uh, via the the financial system in Canada. Um, so I I think my my stance on that, and, and this is gonna, I think it's always hard. Like when you when we are so deep in the crypto world, uh, it, it's very hard to know like where the the fine lines are between um, freedom of speech and. Uh, illegal or, I guess, immoral use uh, of the of the the cryptocurrency system, right? And and I, I think in this particular case, I I don't know whether the Canadian government has enough standing to do that because, and again, I'm just I may not be really well educated on this, but in my understanding, these people, these truckers, they are not spreading hate speech uh, on the border. They are, as far as I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, they have been uh, protesting fairly peacefully. And if those cases were true, I don't see the legitimacy of the Canadian government for doing that. And uh, it's it's almost sounds a little bit um, Orwellian to me for them to to come up with this act. And you know, 
I mean, that's just my thought, and I I could be totally wrong. You know, when when these people turn out to be Nazis, <laughs> uh, well, killing people, I don't know. What do you think? You know, it's yeah. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty when we talk about shit like this. I mean, I think. Um, you know, what this guy Foss said, you know, a quote from him is that this, you know, this whole experience has been eye opening and mm-hmm. it proves it's proven the utility value of decentralized platforms like Bitcoin. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's such resistance to it. Now, if you if you look across the border to uh, Congressman Warren Davidson, who's a Republican out of Ohio, he basically announced the introduction of a new bill this week on his Twitter that right. he's moving forward, which is the Keep Your Coins Act. Um, which is uh, in direct response to um, helping to avoid the type of fund seizure that's ongoing within uh, with, with, you know, that's going on right now in Canada, um, similarly in the United States, because, you know, there's just, you know, not enough illegal campaign funding in the U S we need some additional (laughs) ways to do that, I guess. No, I'm, I'm being coy, but I think, you know, it's having a very interesting type of ripple on effect from a political perspective. I just found it a very fascinating story, not because of like, you know, the hyperbole of the whole thing and blocking board, you know, blocking borders from the inside. Um, but just the, you know, the overall use case and how, how Bitcoin is actually being used mm-hmm. in, in, in this case for, for people, I mean, technically, it's not an illegal thing that they're doing, right? That you said, yeah. Um, but according to their, you know, according to the the laws, um, you know, in Canada currently, if they can't verify where that money's coming from, then it can be deemed right. illegal, and thus the, the the freezing of those funds. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a little torn on this, to be honest. I, I, on one hand, like I'll even come on and say I'm probably the, the biggest Democrat in the room, right? I'm, I'm all for um, democratic values and, and I'm pro vaccine. And, and I think that's scientifically, I think that that is the case. You know, people need to get vaccinated in order to stay healthy, to stop the spread of the disease. But at the same time, I do, I do not want to silence people just because they have different opinions. Uh, even if that means some people may be anti-vaccine or um, I don't know, they, I, f- I feel like that we should give them the voice to 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 voice their opinions, uh, even if that means that's in the form of a, pro- a protest, uh, they should be allowed to do so, uh, which is why I do think the Canadian government may have overstepped a little bit in this particular issue, yep. uh, even if that means, you know, they're, they're trying in a way they're they're almost advertising for for bitcoin or cryptocurrencies in general um because it's telling you hey if you if you can stop stop the protesters with this financial act people can always switch to the next i guess uh privacy coins i don't know whether it's tornado cash or Uh or a secret network or something else right i mean bitcoin for all we know ironically it's probably the least the most transparent cryptocurrencies um you know in the world so if you really want to be secret secretive about it, I would swap to other coins. Uh, it would be much easier or much harder to track. So yeah, I mean it's it's really tough. I don't know like how do we solve for this, but uh, in any case, I think if anything, this this demonstrates the value of a decent, truly decentralized, anonymous world uh, that we're going to live in.
Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you you hear that GoFundMe? Go out there and start uh, accepting uh, tornado cash as a mechanism for investment. And also, I agree with you. I want people to voice their opinions as well, even if they're unvaccinated. Just please do it a minimum of six feet away from me um, because there are (laughs) guidelines for a reason. And moving on, moving on, let's talk about maybe a more interesting conversation for a couple of people um, or a couple of listeners, which is actually the Super Bowl crypto revolution. Ooh. Yeah. So we talked about the Ukraine, Venezuela, Argentina, El Salvador, Canada. We're moving on to the U.S. I mean, right. we're five countries in 20 minutes. I mean, guys, this is why we make the big bucks over here. But let's talk <laughs> about the, the Super Bowl. I mean, did you did you watch it? I mean, I did. I did. I, I very much enjoy the game. Um you know, even more the the crypto related ads that were sprinkled throughout the game. Um, so yeah, I find that to be to be very refreshing and revolutionizing. To be honest, yeah, that that halftime show was badass too. But um, oh, how yeah. yeah. I mean, I think on the on the last episode we kind of talked about like you know is Snoop Dogg gonna come out with his bored ape in a hologram, you know, doing the robot? That didn't quite happen. No. But what I counted was like roughly four and a half crypto ads. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was the Coinbase ad. There was the FTX. FTX. There was eToro. eToro, yeah. Um, what was the last one? There was a Metaverse one. That's right. The um, and there was another one too, which is escaping me right now. But um, can we talk? Can we talk a second for about the about the Bitcoin app? Because, like, whoever whoever thought of that. So, if you guys haven't seen the Super Bowl or if you're unfamiliar with what the Super Bowl is, because you have no eyes or ears, I don't know. But the Super Bowl is one of the largest televised sporting events in the U.S. It it gets roughly a hundred million folks to watch every single you know, year that it's on. So it's a huge advertising uh, opportunity for various different types of, you know, companies, you know, whether it be and, commercial. Yeah, go ahead. And, and it costs a fortune to run a 30 second ad. I think it was like to the tune of like $20 million or something. Yeah, it's, 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 I don't know if it's that much. You, you may be right. I thought it was maybe three, but you know, we're, okay. I mean, we're, we're, Hey, we're in the inflation. So we're in inflation time. <laughs> so yeah, so it could you could be right. But um um at the end of the day, Bitcoin, I'm um, sorry, Coinbase had this genius idea of doing running no ad and mm. just throwing kind of like an RFID scanner type of thing on the screen in in the in the Pong format. So if you got if you kids are familiar with Pong out there, that was mm-hmm. a game back in the 70s where you know, something just bounced around your screen like an old screensaver, right? Yeah. Um, it did that. Nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the result of that? I believe somehow the the like the total downloads for Coinbase just shot up. Like it was second the no, second place, yeah. second most downloaded app on the That's App Store insane. for Apple, That's just insane. with that ad. So whoever they hired to do that shit, kudos to you, man. I'm giving you the finger snaps over here because um, everyone took out their phones like 
freaking idiots <laughs> trying to follow this damn thing around the screen. I mean, I was in a room with with you know uh, about ten people or so, and you know there where everyone's pulling out their phones trying to chase it around the screen. And oh, it's Coinbase. Download Coin, Coinbase on the app. Get ten dollars free or something like that. Fifteen dollars free. Right. A buddy of mine's like, oh, fifteen dollars free for doing nothing? I'll mm-hmm. sign up. Like, yeah. Yeah. the gateway has been open. I mean, I I just found that so amazing. I mean, uh, I hope that we're going to see more of this, right? I, I mean, this is really what we need is to go after the retail investors out there, um, mm-hmm. and to bring them on board, right? To to get past that one percent. Um, crypto kind of wallet addresses globally, right? right? right we need we right. need to bring more more people in. I, I just I thought that whole thing was fascinating. So yeah, absolutely. I, I was one of the idiots um, pulling out my phone, chasing after <laughs> the ball. You know, trying to get into that. It was like three million dollar giveaway or something like that. Yes. And, yeah. 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 So, I thought I was genius. Have you seen the the um, somebody made like um like a FTX um, version of it, but replaced the the ball with um, um, Sam Bankman-Fried's hair. So it was like a big afro just bouncing around in that in that screen. I, I thought I that was hilarious. I haven't, but that's amazing as well. That yeah. is absolutely amazing. Um, mm-hmm. The the Larry David commercial, which was another one that oh was my on. God. Yeah, speaking um, of FTX. Yeah. yeah, that was the FTX one, and that that one was also amazing. You know, where mm-hmm. he's Larry David is basically going back in time to all the greatest inventions in the world and saying, "I don't think that would work." <laughs> and then someone talks to him about Bitcoin, and he's like, "I don't know," and I've never been wrong about anything like that. You know, I think that's yeah. so so apropos and. I know could, he was like the perfect guy to be in that commercial. Yeah, if there's one guy who would question or be skeptical about Bitcoin. That should be Larry David, and and a guy that so many people love, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I thought that was that was absolutely amazing. I mean, the one thing I was disappointed in, you know, just to harken back to our previous episode, was just mm-hmm. there were no prop bets that I could find that were crypto related. So mm. shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> Everyone pack up pack, pack up their bags. I don't think it's going to happen for us this year, guys. Sorry. The sell-off yeah. continues. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird that, like like you mentioned, how many people have downloaded Coinbase, but somehow the market still dumped regardless. So I'm like, okay, where did all that new users go? Like, what did they buy? You know, did they actually buy Bitcoin or... Or are they just you know messing around? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's that's all for the hype. Uh, the hype factor is more important um, for Coinbase. That's that's what we get for not potting for for a oh, week. The people reason. are waiting to listen to hear the, the shit that we have to say because uh, I see groundbreaking stuff over here. You know, so they're <laughs> they're trying to they're trying to get the. It's all right. We're sorry, folks. We'll 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 be more uh, we'll be more regular. Uh, so. Yeah. So we're basically the reverse of Up Only TV. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Well, speaking. All right. So speaking of Up Only TV, let's move to our next topic because sure. um, last week we talked about that insane story with Sifu and Wonderland Time, and mm-hmm. um, we also we also talked about that insane story about the wormhole hack, right? Which was like 300 mm-hmm. million or what was it? 300 million, million. worth of ETH that yep. was stolen from from the wormhole. And we're like, I'm like, do you, have you ever heard of Jump Crypto? Do you know who those guys? So as soon as we had that podcast, this guy, who's the president of, I guess, development over there at Jump Crypto, jumps on Up Only TV. Like, coincidence? <laughs> I think not, right? Some more people out there are listening. So 
Um, you know what? There's no such thing as a coincidence. There is no such thing as a coincidence. That's right. Spoken <laughs> like a true crypto Yoda. Yeah. So, um, the 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 gentleman from um, from Jump Crypto. Uh, it was a fascinating conversation. Um, but the the really fascinating conversation was they're like money. They're like market makers as well, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. not only do they provide like a lot of off chain data. Um, but they make markets. They they they're invested into various different kind of offshoot chains, um, you know Solana in this case for the wormhole and like they're all in on this, right? Like he yeah. he basically was like, we're gonna put our money where our mouth is. And I remember being in the room just saying, fuck it, we're gonna actually you know put that three hundred million in that we lost, right? So right, right. You know, Kobe was kind of making a joke about it. Um, saying like, oh, I guess, you know, you guys have been taking all my fees all these years <laughs> the various exchanges. I mean, when you joked about it last week saying, you know, that's probably a drop in the bucket for these guys. Um, I'm sure it hurt them. But yeah, man, sure. I, I didn't realize that they were that kind of plugged in. So that was yeah. an interesting, uh, interesting conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like I didn't expect them to be able to like, you know, front that money so quickly um the fact that they were able to do that so quickly and with such you know decisiveness just tells you how loaded they are and also how like invest invested not not only financially but also like um you know just in terms of their their core principles they're they're fully they're all in crypto right this guy was like i forgot his name but he seems like you know super like motivated you know we're all in crypto we're not gonna we're not gonna back out we're not gonna rug our um our wormhole users uh, the solana users we're gonna front the money and you know we'll deal, deal with the, the 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 deficit uh another, another time yeah his his name is kanav korea and he's um oh, yeah. the dude's just a smart dude i mean right he's the clearly. president yeah That's yeah the he's the president and then they they asked him a shitload of like interesting things too like you know you know what he thinks about the staying power of meme coins and he's like Shit, I didn't think meme coins would last this long. So what the hell do I know, right? So, like, you know, it's it's nice to be like a little humble on on certain things, and it's it's great to see like super super rich people um, in this space that have a little bit of sense of humor, and you know, I really appreciate that. So, right, just like yourself, you're talking about yourself. Oh God, you know, if this market keeps dumping, I don't I don't think you can put me in that category for too much longer, man. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you right now. You still are, but you know, it may not be in that position soon. That's what we, we still are. We still are. I mean, um, yeah, if you if you compare us to, I think, yeah, you know, 90 percent of the world, we definitely are. Right. But, uh, you know, it's it's weird, like the glass ceilings right in this space. It's like um, you think you're doing well and, um, you know, you talk to a couple folks and you're like, holy shit, that guy made turned 80 ETH into 1500 ETH. And I'm like, uh, Christ. Right. You know, so. Yeah. That's a spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah, we won't uh, we won't ruin that. But um, yeah, interesting, uh, interesting to hear more about that uh, the jump thing. So, um, I do have a fun game that I want to play. But I think before we do that, maybe we should lean into you a little bit and just kind of talk about what you're what you see right now in the market, what your thoughts are, kind of what you know, maybe different levels you're looking at or what what coins sure. you're you're more bullish on aside from gold you're not allowed to say gold again <laughs> we're all turning to gold bugs yes 
Um, Peter Schiff is is foamy right now. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, the markets itself, um, I think if we look at Bitcoin, obviously we had a red, big red candle today. Um, so it wasn't great. Um, but structure wise, to be honest, I think we're we're still in a range. Um, I think Don um, Don Alt, who's was one of the, the amazing traders I really respect on crypto Twitter. Uh, he called this the crab year, like he coined the term uh, crab season last year. When let's talk about that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think a lot of people know what this term crab is. So everyone knows what a what a you know or I, we're we're guessing, but. You know, bull bull season is everything goes up, right? Bear right. season, everything goes down, and then what's crab? What's a- <laughs> it's literally just a crab uh, going back and forth, like laterally, crab walk without yeah. too much, yeah, crab walks. So no, not too much movement, uh, either up the, up and down. So it's just chop, chop, chop. You know, uh, we we had that for I think for Q three twenty twenty one when Bitcoin was just ranging for a very long time, um, but I think earlier this week he was tweeting basically saying that we're going to see a crab year instead of crab season, um, which is really depressing, right? When you think about it, you know, imagine Bitcoin just ranges between uh, 38K and 60K for the remainder of the year. What a depressing thought that would be. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it could be. I mean, I think it's, there are still opportunities for swing trades, right? Um, so oh, like sure. what, what comes sure. with these crabs, at least what I've been observing and I'm an, I'm an absolute idiot when it comes to this stuff, but it's like, you know, you know, we'll, we'll have a week uh, or so of down, but it'll be kind of a, I mean, there was a, with all this Russia stuff, there's a $200 billion sell-off, right. In the crypto market, right. right? Which is substantial. Um, when you talk about the crypto market, because, you know, the I think at the peak it was a two point one trillion dollar market, right? And and yeah. you know, over over a trillion of that was Bitcoin. Um but when you look at the grand scheme of things and what's going on in the equity markets, I mean you got, you know, Facebook losing forty percent of its value, like in, you know, or I'm sorry, Meta losing forty percent of forty percent of its market share. Um you got really big tech stocks that are getting killed, right? So it's like, oh, yeah. you know, there's there's trillions that are leaking from, you know, the traditional markets. Um but with that being said, I mean, like every couple of weeks, things go down a couple percentage points. And then we have like a three or four days of like a good rally. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be happening repeatedly, right? We're just, you're looking to, to break that break. You know, we broke into the cloud, the Ichi cloud, I think last week for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. We're trying to, you know, bulls are trying to maintain that and, and break the resistance. They're not able to, we retest and we're kind of in that range, which does afford some opportunities for investment, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you like a good, solid swing trader, uh, there are opportunities in this market. Uh, I think a lot of people call this like a P2P market or player player versus player. <laughs> it's becoming like, you know, hey, we have like, I don't know, 10,000 traders trading against each other uh, in a relatively, uh, I guess, almost like inert market. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I may sound a little bit bearish here, but... Um, I think I think for Bitcoin legacy, um, by legacy I mean like Bitcoin and Ethereum, uh, things are looking a little bit flat. They're not; they don't look terrible, but uh, I don't expect them to to break out anytime soon. Um, you alluded to the Ichimoku cloud, so just cloud-wise, uh, Bitcoin is actually below below the cloud right now on the daily. Um, there could be a potential uh, ticket cross below the cloud, 
if that happened, I might set up for an edge to edge trade uh, between 42K to 50K. So that could be something uh, I'd keep an eye on. If yeah. that happens, that could be your swing trade, you know, between 42 and 50. Uh, not financial advice, but um, something to watch out for uh, in the next couple of weeks. And just to remind the, the, the listeners, the TK cross again. Yeah, the TK cross is when the, the Tenken line uh, crosses with the Kijun line. Uh, so the Tenken is the fast moving average and Kijun is the slow moving average. Uh, when those two lines crosses cross, that indicates a reversal of the trend. Um, and when it happens uh, below the cloud, uh, there's a potential upside to go into the cloud to the other side of the cloud, uh, which is called an edge to edge. So you mm -hmm. move from one, one, one side, one edge of the cloud to the other edge of the cloud. So that's usually, it's not, it's not hundred percent, but it's a pretty reliable, uh, indicator of where, uh, momentum is shifting and yeah, you know, again it's, it's not something that's you know rocket science it could it may or may not happen but historically uh it's a pretty reliable trade yeah yeah for sure so i think i think um eth has been a kind of a little bit more dominant right over the course of the past couple weeks um so bitcoin's dominance i think fell below 42 percent um of the market um which I, I think at its lowest it was like 38 so i mean it's not as right. low as it was but it's still pretty low um, but, um, ETH has been pretty strong and Avalanche has been pretty strong too, as I think DeFi has kind of made a little bit of a resurgence there, right. On the, on yeah. the Avalanche chain. So, yeah, I think, I think Avalanche has, has a bunch of, um, new, um, staking protocols. I think there was also like an NFT platform that launched, um, um, and there was also an IDO or, um, initial DEX offering, which gives the users ability to, to stake, um, stake their their AVAX and then get returns, staking rewards, etc. So the, the the ecosystem on Avalanche is going is going really well, and yep. I think uh, it's kind of if you compare uh, Avalanche and Solana and Luna, it seems to be you know the best of three right now. Yep. So Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing that really burst um, burst on the scene was the liquid staking on yeah. Avalanche. So they actually allowed like a kind of a, a liquid, um, meaning that, you know, there's no potential for impermanent loss um, right. for staking, you know, AVAX and stable coins on, yeah. on Avalanche, which is like huge, huge. And a ton of money went into that ecosystem as soon as that was made available. Right. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I think that's, that's what they're trying to, to mimic, you know, on the, on the Ethereum network, you have, you know, protocols like, Lido and Rocket Pool, where mm -hmm. you can stake your coins, but also take out a, um, a like a stake version of that coin. You can you can use that coin to do some other things. So it's unlike, you know, if you stake your Ethereum uh, on on the on the exchanges, you know, you can stake them into ETH 2.0, but you cannot do anything with the coin. You're basically locked up uh, until ETH 2.0, um, you know, goes into effect, and who knows when, right? So this liquid staking is really giving them literally the liquidity to move things around uh, while also locking that 4% or 5% uh, rewards. Yeah. And the, the project that I was alluding to before was actually called uh, Banky. So oh, yeah, D-E-N-Q-I, um, which was launched on, on um, 
uh, Avalanche and it's become the number one lending protocol <laughs> in such a short period of time. Right, um, right. On Avalanche. Now, the interesting thing will be, you know, if they ever create a bridge that doesn't get hacked for a couple hundred million that could take some of that <laughs> and and uh, bridge it over to um, something like Anchor. Right. Which I think right. is kind of the gold standard right now for uh, at least for for stablecoin uh, staking. So. Yeah, there's also um, I think DeFi Kingdom is moving over to Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Um, DeFi Kingdom is natively on on Harmony, and they were kind of like the leading. It's like a game if GameFi slash DeFi um, thing where you can play games while um, you know staking your coins and earning yields. Um, so that was like a success, I guess, the combination of um, DeFi and, and GameFi. So DeFi is supposed to move over bridge over to avalanche uh, at some point this year and that's going to bring a lot of liquidity over to the avalanche chain uh, which should also be something very exciting to look forward to yeah shout out to the high indian on tiktok uh he's one of my the tiktok followers uh he's this young 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 dude who loves DeFi kingdoms and nfts in general and Mm -hmm. uh yeah he's a great follow so shout out to him um maybe maybe we'll try and get him on a future episode that would be great yeah so we're 40 minutes in i'm like itching to play this new game with you are you like ready to go or is there anything else you want to talk about for the market i'm ready to get rugged again by you you're ready (laughs) dude i'll I'll do my best but you know you (laughs) you probably already read my mind you already know what's going so last week or the week our last episode we did the would you rather and that was fun but sure. you know, I think I think this one will be just sim- similarly as interesting, but okay. maybe might might take a little bit more thought. Okay. So this game is effectively a one-word association. Mm. Okay. So okay. I'm going to say a bunch of things, and you have to tell me the one, one word to describe that thing based on the way that you feel. Only one word. Only one word. Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. So let's get started. Good. I got a, I got a bunch of them here. So let's let's kind of fire through here, and then we can discuss at the end. Okay. So. Let's do it. All right. <clears throat> First one, Ethereum. Um, liquid. Okay. XRP. Uh. <sighs> Scammy. <laughs> Scammy. Okay. Terra Luna. Flashy. Flashy. Okay, interesting. Layer twos. Um pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. That's multiple words. Oh, All right, but we'll take sky. it. We'll take it. <laughs> um it's like a hyphenated pie in the sky. Pie in the sky. Got it. It's all one word. Got it. Um polka dot. Mm, mysterious mysterious okay um crypto.com crypto.com Ooh. um shilling shilling okay cosmos potential potential okay decentraland um decentraland hmm mm, metaverse metaverse okay Hashgraph technology. Hashgraph. Um, elusive. Mm, okay. ICP, the internet computer. Um, down. 
Down. Okay, interesting. Um, pancake swap. Pancake swap. Um, quick. Okay. Quant. Quant. Um, quant. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about quant, to be honest. You know um, anything about quant? Okay. All right. We'll <laughs> move on from quant. All right. Okay. Let's, 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 uh, another interesting one. Okay. Dogecoin. Uh, King. King. <laughs> oh, you hear that? You hear that? All right. Um, anchor. Anchor. Solid. Solid. Okay. Um, let's see. What's the other one here? Oh, Litecoin. Ooh, Charlie. <laughs> and I got a couple more. Um, the other one is helium. Helium. Um, helium. I already said scammy, so I would say um, fake. Fake, okay. Um, avalanche. Um, bullish. Chainlink. I guess indispensable. Okay, Bill Cosby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Okay. Um, and last of all. Okay. Bitcoin. Boomer. Boomer. Oh. <laughs> you, you said a lot of things there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very edgy. I feel edgy tonight. You said you said some things and and not in not a lot of words, but you said some things there. How do you feel after that? Well, I, I, I feel I feel like challenged uh, intellectually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, come and have a seat on the couch. Well, you just, right. yeah. yeah, but that, that was fun. I, I don't know how, um, you know, you put all those together. But is there like um, is there like I don't know what's what's your what's the next move from here? Are you gonna dissect all those answers or? Is well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm interested in a couple of them. Sure. So, um, the 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 scammy ones, uh, mm-hmm. in particular. Um, I think you said scammy for, was it ripple ripple and, um, I meant to say for, for helium as well. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I chose a different word. You, so you're very lucky. I didn't, I didn't mention Cardano because <laughs> is, I really wanted to, but I, we, we shilled them enough. Um, so, so ripple obviously is also boomer. I think, uh, kind of, yeah. kind of. Could be at least. Um, market cap is three billion for XRP, so it's still in the top ten. Right. Even at you know seventy eight cents, what it is right now, everyone's still waiting for that goddamn uh, lawsuit. I kind of agree with you on that one, although I think we di- we differ or disagree on helium. Um, but um, I'm gonna let that one pass. Um, curious what you said. What you know the pie in the sky one. Or layer twos. I'm curious what that, you know, what your thoughts are on that because I think, yeah, you know, even even Vitalik, um, you know, Buterin, we were talking about him, you know, last episode right. and his white paper, and I think he's, you know, he's talking about zk rollups and, 
all this next layer, you know, kinds of chains um, that are going to go to help uh, maybe transaction costs or just just general speed in which transactions are mm-hmm. um, validated against various different chains. I'm just curious, kind of what why you why you feel that way. Yeah, I, I think it was my heart being a little bit knee jerky. Um, yeah, I, I think I was. I always I keep go back and forth on these things, and I try to be like as neutral as possible. Um, you know, I I know like we all suffer from the layer one um, gas fees. Although ironically, the gas fees are so down because the NFT market is pretty much dead these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, we still need layer two eventually. Um, to come up, um, you know, to fulfill all the potential of the Ethereum network. Um, however, based on what I've seen. Um, at least in the past year, um, various solutions have popped up. You have like Optimism um, Network and Arbitrum. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Loopering, um, all these layer two solutions that have popped up. But I Boba, just don't think Boba, Boba, of course. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those some smaller ones. OMG. Yep. OMG. Yeah. I mean, like, these are these are all great, but at the same time, I feel like they're not really. They're not it, right? I, I just don't think like optimism, both optimism and Arbitrum requires seven days of finality, uh, meaning that once you bridge your coins over to those network, if you want to bridge them back, uh, it takes seven days to come back to the Ethereum main network, mm-hmm. which is a huge issue, right? Like that cooldown. Yeah, yeah, that cooldown period. Like if yeah. you want to trade like, uh, I don't know, like millions of dollars, if you want to bridge uh, back, if it takes seven days, we don't have that type of time. Uh, it's going to cost a lot of money to, to if we if we had to wait for that long. So I still don't know like what the winner will be. There's still a lot of horses in the race in the layer two competition right now. I don't know which one is going to win out. Um, so when I see pie in the sky, I don't mean that it's never going to happen. I just feel like um, it's something that that still needs to be. Fleshed developed, out. fleshed yeah. out, and you know we're we haven't. There's no way um, Arbitrum or Optimus or even Looperin is is the next layer two solution. Right. Yeah. So it's too ethereal for you to touch, and as such, it's in the sky. <laughs> All right. Yes. Yeah. I, I could have said Ethereum. But that would be a a low hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. You know, I think we're fans of ETH. We just wish it was easier to use, right? Exactly. I got to get better with the uh, the editing so I can just I can substitute that for the actual clown sound. Um, yeah, no, I think I think um, the less said, the better about uh, the less said, the better about some of these um, because you know you got to leave a little mysterious nature to some of your answers, but. Um, it's, it's, it's really interesting. I think like from a human psychology perspective, when you make someone kind of just within a very tight confine, say, what do you think about this one thing in one word? It really kind of makes you think and give your gut, gut knee reactions about some of these projects. And, you know, let's be real. Some of them will not be here in a couple of years time. Um, and some of them will be, you know, that aren't even created now will be in the top 50. So it's uh yeah it's it's interesting stuff i think yeah. uh so yeah cool um can i ask you um um one question like in the same format yeah one word answer uh what do you think of new kids on the pod on the block <laughs> pod 
dynamite. Love it. Yeah, love it, right? Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right, we'll do it. We'll wrap <laughs> with that. We will wrap yeah. with that. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, um, just um, you know, one little last piece of news. I think it's important to mention before we do sign off. Um, you know, a couple weeks into you being best friends with Bitboy Crypto, he mm. has removed paid ads from his YouTube channel. What kind of effect oh, are you having on this guy, man? I, I think, mean, I think we're we're bringing positive changes to the community. <laughs> look you know? at, that, look that's at, what's happening. Look at all of these like things that are going on. It's amazing. Right. I think we're doing such great stuff. So I, I want to like how how before he did that, he did like one last one share. last one. <laughs> one last. <laughs> Let me one. get this one last paid ad, and then I'll I'll clean my hands. Let me do this one last bump of coke right right before I go cold turkey. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So good for Bitboy Crypto out there. Yeah. Um, you know, he can chill now. I think he, he was uh, shilling Filecoin the other day. Mm. It jumped to like $200 and then it uh, it crashed yeah. immediately to like $20. So he did that with um, Costa. Uh, I don't even know what that does, but uh, like like it's another coin that he showed and then it was just signifies the top. That's the top. Up. That's the top. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. if you want it, if you want to find the top, you guys should listen to us every week. No, seriously. Um, we do have some really, really great guests that are coming on. We're going to do some like a little bit different stuff, I think, coming up. Um, we'll talk to some OGs. We're going to talk a little bit about um, crypto gaming because that's like a huge space and how mm -hmm. NFTs roll into that. And uh, we'll even have some some episodes specifically about the technology because I know we do talk a lot about the, fi you know, the financials and the macros and the politics a lot. Um, yeah. But it would be great to just kind of roll our sleeves up, talk about use cases and, you know, crypto will never make the mass adoption that we want it to make until there are more real life use cases. Right. And I think the way to do that is to start educating people on how crypto and blockchain technology in general can change their lives and not hash graph technology because you is down on that. OK, so just remember that. Um, anything else to say, my friend? No, I look forward to those uh, future conversations. Let's keep keep the train rolling. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll have a we'll have a good one next week. Signing off. Uh, stay safe out there, Space Cowboys. We'll catch you. All right, take it take it easy, guys.